millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Producer Tim saw a post on social media earlier today. That was quite interesting. Uh, on the radio this morning, the post read, I heard a certain radio station, um, the hosts having a whine about Gen Z. Lazy and entitled, they were described as. The post continues. I remember 10 years ago when those exact words were used to describe millennials like me. It's no surprise that defecating on the latest workforce generation is a long-standing trend. And now it's our turn. Millennials have crossed the down-buzz Rubicon where a powerful urge to devote 10% of all conversation to why the youth are terrible grips our brains. Let's break the cycle. Suffering does not need to be a cornerstone of the human experience. Let's be nice to the kids. The author of that post is Josephine Adams, who's content director at Lumen, and Josie's on the line now. Hello. Hey, Emil, how's it going? It's going great. As, look, Josie, one millennial to another here, what what on earth do you think you're doing right now? Well, me, right now, I'm hiding under a blanket. No, um, no I, mean, <laughs> I mean with this post on LinkedIn, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I know. The millennials. We were told for so long that we're, we're lazy, ungrateful, uh, socially awkward, terrified of phone calls, pathologically late, um, yeah. financially devastated by yeah. oat milk and avocados. Now the time has come for someone else to take up the mantle. It's finally time for the shoe to go on the other foot. And here you are saying, actually, the shoe is bad. Let's get rid of the shoe. Yeah, I know, which I feel is a very Gen Z thing to do. <laughs> They're the confident ones. <laughs> um, I know, but I think... I'm not sure exactly of the percentages, but millennials are now like the biggest generation in the workforce. We have all the power. Yeah. Um, why don't we try and exercise some of that uh, benevolently, I suppose? It is an interesting thing to think about, isn't it? This sort of attitude of like, I went through this really, really unpleasant thing and I really didn't like it, but now so too must you. It's kind of, it's the logic behind hazing. Yeah, totally. Yes, it is. Um, and I think, you know, in the same way we stamped out a lot of that kind of stuff at our universities in our generation, we can do it in the workforce. How do Why you th- not? How do you think it manifests in the workforce? I mean, it's obviously the same way it, it does every time this happens, right? The lazy and entitled thing, which is just possibly just the nature of how work changes over a century. I don't know. We used to be tilling the fields from sunset to sundown or whatever. Mm. Um, We're not doing that anymore. And I think for many people now, lazy and entitled means you're not going to stick around and do drudge work for 20 years. You're going to find a new job. Uh, And I think millennials started that. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, do do you think that there are 
features particular to Generation Z. I refuse to call them Generation Z. I just did that in the intro. Um, <laughs> that that make this generation more um, vulnerable to uh, mirth from people older than than them. Yeah, I think. I think that the youngest generation or the newest to the workforce is always the victim in that sense. I think a lot of the time we like to punch down and that's how, that's what I see it as basically. I think that we should, if you're going to make fun of a generation, punch up, Um, which is why I don't really like to make fun of Gen Z, even though they are embarrassing sometimes. (laughs) Because, I mean, the reason I ask that question is um, millennials, so I'm 32. And mm. I feel like sometimes I feel like I kind of grew up between two disparate worlds in that, you know, when I was a kid, I, you, you know, there were corded phones and TVs had an aerial that you had to adjust to get a decent picture. And we had like a VHS machine and a cassette player in the car. Um, and, and, and when you, when you wanted to meet people at the movie theater, you had to turn up like, you know, 15 minutes yeah either side of when you said that you were going to turn up. And yet now, you know, all of that has totally changed. Whereas people who are Generation Z, they they didn't have to do a lot of that, you know, a corded phone. I mean, it feels like an antique to them, doesn't it? I know, yeah. They didn't have Google. Well, we didn't have Google Maps. That just changed my life. Yeah. Remember Um, reading a map back in the day? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah writing down the instructions and getting in the car. Um, I think, yeah, you're completely right that that perhaps timeliness is something that was ingrained in us because we didn't have the ability to let people know we were going to be late. Mm. Um, that's certainly true. And, and the whole virtual world thing in general, I think having to call people to talk to them, having to go somewhere to hang out with them, um, you can hang out virtually now. The, yeah. the kids grow up just doing lives together. And that was a thing. Th- those experiences were, were experiences that, whether consciously or unconsciously, maybe tied us to people who were, who were generations above us, the millennials, I mean. Whereas, you know, like I say, a, a, a Gen Z kid um, faced with a, a VHS machine would be forgiven for being like, well, how do I do, you know, what do I scan this with? Yeah, that's actually such an interesting point around um, we think that as a society where technology is just expanding so quickly and across 10 years, it's totally different. But I think millennials and Gen X are the only two that can actually use most of the technology at its like Mm. stripped down function. Mm. You know, I think boomers obviously don't really know what they're doing. Gen Z also from the other perspective doesn't really know what they're doing a lot of the time. We're we're the lucky ones. This We're the lucky ones. We just, like this. we just don't have homes. Um, uh, no. <laughs> um, this, this, this instinct to punch down. What do you think about the idea that really this is? It's probably motivated more by jealousy than anything else. You know, like we may have lost yeah. our looks and our youthful vivaciousness, but we now have established jobs and experience and stories and and spite. My God, we've got spite and spades. Yeah, I see, I feel like it's a bit of that, but it's also a little bit of secondhand embarrassment. Mm. I feel like 
we were all youthful idealists at some point. And then when you see a 20 year old saying, hey, I think we should have a four day work week. And you just go, no, stop feeling hope for the future. How dare you? I, that was stripped away from me. Mm. Don't you do it in front of me. I, that's sort of how I feel sometimes where I go, you're, you'll get it one day. That's, you'll stop having hope. That's it. That's it. I reckon that's it. I think you've hit the nail on the head there is that the thing that people resent is actually that sort of idealism. The idealism that life and misfortune and experience kind of ruthlessly beats out of you, you know? Yeah. I don't think we let kids get there on their own, you know? We all went through our teenage years and felt the strongest emotions we'd ever felt and turned out relatively normal, I think. They'll get there too. It's sort of a Stanford prison experiment thing in a way, isn't it? You know, where the jail yeah. become the jailers and then immediately behave like tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maybe I'll, I'll be a, a traitor and join the imprisoned kids. I don't know. <laughs> how go, would you, go down the history books well. How, that's, how, that's the plan. how would you broker a peace between the generations, do you think? Who, who do we nominate as our leaders? Who, who's the millennial leader? Oh, no. Yeah, no. We should, um, I should have thought about this. <laughs> I know. My first thought was actually a Gen X person, so it's probably Oh, who was that? Difficult. I was going to say Joe Rogan. Joe <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gee, those would be long negotiations, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll have a think about no. that. Yeah. I feel like you just have to unite the people against a common enemy. So yeah. it's going to have to be Generation Alpha. Generation Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great piece. We will. Oh, actually, it's not a piece, is it? It's a post on LinkedIn, so we won't actually chuck a link up to I know. it. But um, that's the brave new world. Yeah. It is. That's where it happens now. Um, <laughs> Josie, thank you very much for your time today. It's been lovely chatting to you. Yeah, thanks. See ya.